WGYJLP, there you go. That's your challenge uh, as you head out the door today. Choose to stand. That is, if you're going out the door, many people... Jerry, are not going out the door. Ah. They are quarantined or staying in the house in the uh, stay-home order. Uh, well, but if you're essential, then you need to be out. Then be careful as you head out it today. It says you can do outdoor activities. That's essential. And so okay. don't don't think you got to stay well, inside the doors of like the house. The, I like the governors who are telling folks that, hey, get out. The sun is, is a uh, very strong uh weapon to use against the virus so yeah, you there can't are congregate some... in large numbers of people but right. that's being smart so uh, just you know be american and don't be confined to your house uh, trust in the lord if you trust in anything and he will deliver you but don't do like the guy did at the grocery store uh, yeah, at the gas station yesterday. yesterday go out and brag about it and then get and himself then, in trouble get in trouble hey, I mean, duh come on people uh, hey, a little bit real. of common sense hey we're glad to have with us uh on wgyj this morning uh writer and arthur krista smith who uh penned the book don't die in the pew jerry we've talked with krista before and we have krista on the phone with us this morning good morning krista Good morning. How are you guys? Oh, I'm aggravated. I'm so aggravated to this Corona-19 mess that it's ridiculous. How are you? I'm sorry. That's a good way to start it. Yes, yes. I am doing well. I am doing well under the circumstances. I think we're all um, sitting here thinking we are in the midst of challenging times for sure. But, you know, I want to say I love what you just said about um, the sun is a great deterrent, and both of them are, S-U-N and yes. S-O-N. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Well, who do awesome. we trust? I mean, do we trust the government? No. Our heart and well, our life should be in the Lord. Part. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That is the hard part about who do we trust, like, in from a worldly standpoint, you know, the earth that we're living on. But, but ultimately, you have to decide what you believe. That's you know, correct. Psalm 91 is true yep. or it's not. Yep, yep. that's and, correct. Um, and we do, and it's an opportunity to, um, I believe, for many of us here in the household of faith, where the Lord is, you know, giving us this moment to um, to really walk by faith and not by sight. Well, I, I, interesting you say that. There is a group here okay, now. I'm going to hang on just a second, Jerry. I, when she mentioned Psalm 91, I had to go and I pulled that out real quick, like, and here it is, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We just played that song a while ago, Under the Shadow of His Wings. Yeah, it's awesome. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He he shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler, Thou shalt not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation." There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because 
he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? There you go, Psalms. Amen. Amen. And you know, I read that and, um, and I also can't help myself but see that there is a condition there. He who dwells. Right. There you go. And those who set their love upon me. And, um, it's not just for those who profess, make a profession of faith and, um, and call themselves Christians, but yet don't walk in truth. Um, you know, we have to be in an abiding relationship. Even Jesus said, you know, <laughs> uh, remain in me and I will remain in you. There's a condition. Um, and he who right. does not is uh, like a branch that's broken off and cast into the fire. So I think that, you know, we can sometimes, even in these trying and difficult t- seasons, um, look to that verse for comfort. But I want to also encourage people that we also, more more so than anything, now is the time to draw near you know, to God, to truly, mm-hmm, you know, if mm-hmm. they haven't, if someone hasn't been walking in that right relationship, um, you know, the Lord tells us when we start to see these things happen mm-hmm. upon the earth that He told us would happen in the last days, and we know His hand is upon, is in this, because it's global, mm-hmm. it's worldwide, um, and, and, you know, it really does look like um, uh, the beginning of things that He's told us He'll pour out on the earth in one day, mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, here we go, it's, you know, probably a warning to us um, as the body to wake up, well, you know, in some yeah. way, but not just a warning, it's also his mercy, um, you know, to show us that mm-hmm, he, he's mm-hmm. doing what he said he was going to do. He mm-hmm. is preparing his bride. Well, and that's the, there, there is the point, you, to be called away and away from the hideous things that are going to come from God's anger against sin, and he's going to do that, and he's going to deal with sin in this earth. You better be ready to go with him. And if you're not, well, you, you're going to face some ugly things. The time of the Gentiles will come to a close soon. And right. you better be ready. To, this week is a very interesting week yeah, that we're having today. this conversation because the day of salvation is now, but it was made possible because mm-hmm. of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But on this Holy Wednesday, there's some specific things that happen on this day in Jesus' life when he was 33 years old. Let's talk about that. That's right. You know, I mean, for a follower of Jesus, here we are approaching Passover, and there's many of us in the household of faith that don't realize that uh, we actually can participate in Passover. It's not just for the Jewish people. We actually hold an even more significant meaning today. Um, you know, there's a verse, I believe it's Jeremiah 23, 7 and 8, and it says something along the lines of, uh, you know, that there will come a time that um, it, that it's not that the children will say, or that they'll say, the Lord who brought the children out of Egypt, but the Lord who planted the Israelites back into their land. And that's where we're at today, and it's, you know, very significant. We can apply the blood of the Lamb of God over our hearts to protect us, and keep us safe eternally mm-hmm, so that his mm-hmm. judgment will pass over us for all of eternity. You know, and, and he tells us in Acts seventeen thirty one, he set a day for judging the world with justice by the man he has appointed, and he proved to everyone who this is by raising him from the dead. And so, you know, with Passover coming, I believe there's an interesting correlation with um, the time that we're in in this moment. You know, here we are, the Israelites, as mm-hmm, well as the mm-hmm. whole world, is quarantined. We're at home. And we have the opportunity in this time to pray at home for the the plague to pass over, you know. And so 
you know, this was 3,500 years ago um, that the Passover occurred with the Israelites um, in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that old story uh, with the Egyptians, Pharaoh um, is a symbol of Satan. Egypt is a symbol of the world. Israel is a symbol of the church. And the lamb that was slain during the Passover 3,500 years ago, which became their deliverance, was a symbol of Jesus, the Lamb of God. Mm. So in that day, it was, it was, it was, the families had to take the blood of a lamb and put it on the doorpost of their home. And if they did that, then the death angel would pass over. If that was not done, and Krista, I have to wonder this, out of the thousands of Israelites, were there any that did not do that? I wonder that. Well, I mean, I guess it's a good thought, but since it's not there in the Bible for us, I just conclude that they must have all done it. I would think, (laughs) I think they must have all done that because obviously the uh, Egyptians suffered a lot of loss that night as the death angel passed through. So now today, in remembrance of the Passover, there's going to be some events taking place. And you had shared earlier with me that, and perhaps you posted it online, that there is the opportunity for people to, at their home, since people are home now, that you can actually be a part of a Passover that will be streamed live online. Yes, absolutely. This will be a very special experience for everyone in the household of faith. You know, so basically, if Jesus is the Lamb of your salvation, then this is for you. Um, So, and there's a couple of different ways you can participate, but it is going to be a live stream um, on YouTube, and it's actually going to be um, hosted by Jonathan Kahn, and he's also an author that's written several books um, that are very interesting, but he's a rabbi as well. But um, but this will be done in a fashion that's for the entire household, so it's not just um, you know a Jewish sort of thing, but it is going to explain the elements so that um, everybody can learn also what these things represented for the Jewish people, because we have to remember our Christian faith is rooted in Judaism, and Jesus practiced Passover, you know, and so we're going to be able to participate in this just as he would have, you know, and going through, which is very special, you know, and so the three ways that someone could participate is you can basically just go online, you know, set up your phone or your computer, click onto YouTube, and do a search for Jonathan Kahn's site, and his last name is spelled C-A-H-N, and actually Jonathan is also no H, so J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N. So Jonathan Kahn, his uh, Facebook page or his YouTube page, and he'll have a link on there for um, live stream viewing, and it's going to be at 7 p.m. tonight, uh, Eastern Standard Time, and the three ways you participate is either you just show up you know, turn the t- turn your YouTube on and watch it and participate in the spirit. Or if you want to participate with some of the elements, there's two other options. One is just participating in Passover, um, which you could do by, if you want to run out to the store and get a box of matzo yes. bread, mm-hmm. which is unleavened bread, or some grape juice. Um, and then you just participate in Passover. Um, if you want to add to that, you could do the full Passover, which would be, you know, a box of matzo crackers, the unleavened bread, the grape juice for communion, get some horseradish, some parsley, a glass of salt water, which actually symbolizes um, to remind us of the tears of the Israelites. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a little paste 
um, called cello set, which you could make with fruit, uh, which ap- with apples, nuts, maybe a little grape juice. There's recipes online if you want to find them for cello set. Um, and you could pick up a box of matzo ball soup, but that's about it. That's all you would need. You could, of course, add to it, but um, it's very basic. The whole point is our, put it, getting our heart right, you know, doing this in the spirit with, you know, the Lord with an attitude of reverence and recognizing his holiness and, mm. and learning and sitting at the feet of a rabbi to teach us about uh, and remind us of how God was so faithful uh, to his people. And now that we've been grafted in to the body and he has said the time will come when people won't just say that he brought them out of Israel, but he's brought them um, back into their own land. And so the thing is also is that the what God is doing with the Jewish people, with the Israelites, the Hebrew people, um, he still has an agenda for them today. And we are actually watching this play out in the end times. And so, you know, wh- there is a place for us here because be at the church being grafted in to um, Israel, because that's what it says, we've been adopted, Um, this is all still something that God has on his radar, on his agenda. They're the apple of his eye. So, you know, to me, I just believe that it's going to be a very special time to participate um, in this. And, you know, another thing I just want to point out is in the Old Testament story, um, I'm sorry, not the Old Testament story, when John the Baptist saw Jesus approaching him for the first time, he proclaimed, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And, you know, the question I think we should ask is why would he have proclaimed and acknowledged him that way the first time he ever laid eyes on him? It was because the Israelites um, would have been familiar with Passover. They knew what the Lamb represented, and that's who he was, Mm. that's who was around him, Mm -hmm. you know, were the Israelite people. And then also in the book of Revelation, So here into the New Testament, the Apostle John was given this vision about the end of the age, and in the vision, he heard an angel proclaim with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and loose its seals? And no one in heaven or on the earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or look at it. It says, so he wept much, because no one was found worthy to open and read the scroll. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll. And then it goes on to say, and behold, in the midst of the throne stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Then he came and took out the right hand of him who sat upon the throne. So he is the lamb. He is the Passover lamb for us. And that we see that right there. Then behold the Lamb of God. It's the way in the New Testament that John the Baptist proclaims Jesus. Mm. You know, and even in the in the book of Revelation, he's still the Lamb of God. And we also know that the word calls him the Lamb of God, um, slain before the foundation of the world. So this Passover is significant to us it and is. important. And and he's getting his bride ready. Um, for him to return, and I just think, you know, isn't it neat that we'll all be at home? Well, and we've and got I, plenty of time. We to have do to it, wonder. You know, yeah, in, in lieu of everything that's happening right now, is it going to happen yeah. today? Yeah. Because yeah. it could be Passover today, and could if be. you're not ready, you passed over, yeah. and you know could you be. ain't going. Yeah, and and I have a friend who's um, a messianic believer in, that lives at the Sea of Galilee, and we were talking about this, and she said um, she's so excited, you know, just said that there's a sense of expectancy in the air in Israel wow. right now among the people there. Oh, wow. And but she did say that she said in her heart, she said, I don't know that I feel it will happen now. She said, but I almost feel like it's a test run, like it's got, you know, that God is preparing us 
for what's about to come. Yeah, I, Krista, I agree with you on that. But, you know, we have to be ready irregardless. And oh, absolutely. I, we love the Sea of Galilee area. I, we've been there just a few years ago. Our family uh, spent some time in Israel. And what a beautiful place to go. I, You know, people, if you have the chance go to Israel, spend some time there. I love the idea as I walked on the Temple Mount at the place where the temple was was built many years ago, uh, and just being there. You talk about feeling the presence of God, so I can only imagine if they feel like something's right. happening, it's got to be powerful. Right, right, yes. What an incredible time for us to live in. Krista, I do want to remind people that your book is available, Don't Die in the Pew, and how appropriate. You know, right now the, the churches are, are empty uh, because of the, the quarantine and people cannot go to church. There are a few churches that are still meeting, but uh, it is it's a time for God to reach out to people. And as we face these uncertain times, the only hope that we can truly have is found at the foot of the cross uh, through the blood Amen. of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's a verse I was just looking at in First Peter, just along the lines of what we're discussing. I just think this is so appropriate. It says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as Father, who judges mm. impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourself with fear throughout the time of your exile. And this is referring to our time on earth away from our heavenly home. That's my own footnote there, not Scripture. But back to Scripture, it says, Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. So there we are referencing Passover again. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Beautiful. But again, and that's your correlation to exactly what we're speaking about. Absolutely. And what an awesome opportunity we have to gather together, yeah. to be a part of Passover. That's right. incredible. It's been celebrated yes. for a long time, and a lot of people just kind of take it as an old story uh, from the Old Testament. It actually is relevant to right now. Well, it's an opportunity, Jerry, I think, for people in lieu of certainly the, the warnings that we've been given to make sure that your relationship with Jesus Christ is where it should be. You know, we have the the story given of uh, Noah, and in that day when when Noah, God, you know, commanded Noah to build the ark, and he did, and Noah tried to warn the people well, in that he generation. Was, he was told to warn the people, and he yeah. did, and they and didn't he, listen. And they would not listen, much like we have today. So that means women, children, and men died in the flood. Because yeah. they, they did not listen. And, you know, when God, the key there, there came a day when the opportunity was over. And, and they got the on the ark and Noah didn't close the door. The Bible says God shut the door. Is right. that significant for us today? I believe it is. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, yeah, and you know, and the, and the Bible tells us there's always going to be mockers, right? You know, that they've been people saying, well, they've been saying Jesus is coming back forever. And, um, you know, so we already know that. But we've, the, it also tells us that but we're children of the light and not children of the dark. Yes. And so that we will not be caught by surprise. And I believe that the whole reason that the Word tells us we're not going to be caught by surprise is because He's given us so many things to look for in the mm-hmm. Word that as we see them, we have a knowing in our spirit that lines up with His, with his Holy Spirit. Well, I'm, Governor Kay Ivey, in announcing the stay-at-home order last week for Alabama— uh, is now accused of preaching by the free thinkers. She simply quoted Isaiah 43, 1 through 3, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I said in the statement on Friday, now she's being riddled by the free thinkers saying that she's a preacher. Wow. Well, uh, praise God for her, because, yeah. you know, the Bible tells her there's the crown of righteousness. Stored up. <laughs> oh, yes. You know, and that we're going to be persecuted. Yep. You know, so it says if, if you follow him, you will be persecuted. It doesn't say you might. You will. Are we Are we at the beginning of that time? I'm, I know there's churches around the world. There's people that are being murdered, uh, martyred for the cause of Christ today. But here in America, we've been sheltered from that. But... Are we at the tipping point now? Do we do we get through this and all of a sudden everything's changed and religion is ruled out? And if you proclaim the name of Christ, then all of a sudden, you know, it's Jerry, it's like uh, I've heard some people making comments about people are calling the police and reporting, well, there's not supposed to be 10 people here, but there's 12 people here, so you need to go check them out. Right. Oh, you boy. see, are we there? Oh, boy. Right. Uh, yeah, no, I, it does seem like we're in a, an uncharted territory, so it's hard to know how things are going to turn out. But I think everybody, whether believers and non-believers alike, you know, have, have a sense that things might not ever be the same. You know, so it does seem like there's a, certainly an agenda behind this, but ultimately we know that it's, you know, the Lord is sovereign and He's in control. And even though things can look like we're headed into darkness, the reality is the Word of God tells us that there'll come a point when we have to because it's part of God's purposes. Well, you know, and His purposes won't be thwarted in the earth. So, and ultimately, even though it might look bad, we have hope. We just need to yeah, keep our hearts yes, set yes, on Him, exactly. knowing yes. that. He is performing his word. That's what he's doing. And he's got to bring this to an end. Sure. Well, yeah, and what praise is God for that. Yeah, I was going to say, God what an amazing that. time we're in because it yes. is our generation that gets to see yeah. the fulfillment of Scripture that right. generations prior had hoped for. But we're that generation. We are here to see it happen. Well, uh, it's you, it's pretty amazing. You got if you're Bill, ready for it, it's fantastic. If you're you got, not, right. you're scared. Bill Gates is pushing this ID 2020, which oh. he wants to inject oh, no. and chip everybody now. Uh-huh. So where have we seen that before? Yeah. I mean, well, when I listen, when I was a little girl, uh, it, Ronald Reagan was president, and I remember reading prophecy about about uh, you know the parable of the fig tree, and I was reading the Book of Revelations when I was just a little kid, just fascinated with really just the whole Bible, but. Um, but I would have questions for my dad about that when I got to the place where it was talking about the mark of the beast, and it actually says in Revelations it can be a scary book for some. It's not once you know the Lord, but 
you know, that it says that if you don't receive this mark, that um, you won't be able to buy, yeah. sell, or yep. trade. And and this was something that was going to apply to the whole earth, every yep. all every person. Yep. And so at that time in my life, you know, we lived in the great American, you know, sure. proud to be American, you know, time. And um, I couldn't fathom how things could change. And so I remember having that conversation with my dad. And then as I've grown, you know, into an adult and through the, all these years, um I've been watching, you know, that's the thing that's caused me to be so attentive to all the stuff that pops out. Cause I'm like, whoa, this is, we are reaching a place where these things could happen. Mm, it's like a great yeah. setup, like yep. the stage is set for it. Well, yeah, and not only that, a- you know, just even where it talks about in Revelation that there'll be two witnesses that the Lord sends mm-hmm. from heaven down during the tribulation to minister essentially to the Jewish people is what they'll be for here for. But, um, They'll be coming down, and it says that they'll be slain, that they'll be killed, and then they'll be raised again by God three days later in the street, that they'll be left for dead in the street, and that everyone in the world would be able to see this happen. Again, when I was a little girl, couldn't fathom, how could everyone in the world see something happen at the same time? That's right. And here we're in this day and age of technology, where, of course, everybody could watch it on the Internet. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. There, there are ideas being thrown about now in social media, and you talk about that. That's the way of contacting the world. But here's what, uh, here's what some socialists are saying now in America. Nothing should go back to normal. Normal was not working in America. If we go back to the way things were, we will have lost a lesson. Yep. May we rise yep. up and do better. Yep. Uh-oh. Uh, let's see. The stage is set. Like well, was it Bill Gates that made the statement that uh, the the quarantines need to continue for at least another 10 weeks to enable the one world effort to get in place yep and begin this process of chipping people well really what he means to say is to cripple the economy right exactly exactly (laughs) right because the american economy is what drives our strength which drives then the ability to protect us and give us the freedom of the constitution And we're next week. There, there's an article that uh, we're going to dive into next week, or maybe even tomorrow, from Ron Paul Institute for Peace and Prosperity that says, as a constitutional lawyer, I see our government using COVID-19 to take away fundamental rights yep. built into the Constitution. Yep. It's a convenience, yep. and it goes to some of the things you and I are discussing this morning. The point would be, if you're not ready to meet the Lord, you better get there, because uh, the bride of Christ is not going to go get beat up in the rev- in, in the tribulation. He's going to call them away for the marriage supper of the Lamb, not beat up. Okay, so let's be talk. Ready. Jerry, you, you opened that up. Let's talk about it, Krista, just a moment. We're, mm-hmm. we're talking Passover, and we also, at the same time, think about the communion, uh, and there's scripture specifically that says to let everyone examine their self because if you participate uh and your heart's not right with god then that bring you're you're actually bringing damnation on yourself if you do that so as we head into this passover and and your book chris i'm trying to pull this all together don't die in the pew many times people attend church and i'm going to use the word rotely it's like we're programmed to do that and so it's a head thing that we do, but our hearts are far from it. Right now, as we get set for this Passover this evening, what can people do? What should we do? And especially if you're thinking of communion, uh, what, 
What are the necessary yeah, I steps? Think, I think that it's the same that it has always been in the gospel, which is repent, repentance. And repentance, you know, we've talked about before that it's not just saying, I'm sorry. It's turning away. It's yes. really turning away. And it's realizing yes. that God is holy, and He has called us to holiness. And the Word says that he who rejects this call to holiness doesn't just reject man, but rejects God. And so... You know, like what you said, that scripture about not taking the Lord's Supper unworthily is very serious. It says, so anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. Mm. And then, but if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. So it just means that we need to ensure that our relationship with Christ is first authentic and genuine. And then we also need to seek to discover, you know, if we have unconfessed sin that would be hindering our current fellowship with God. You know, so it really just comes down to repentance. We, you know, first making sure that do we really belong to Him? And the Bible says, you know, we can test ourselves. Yep. Test yourself and make sure you're really of the faith. You know, Paul said that. And um, and that's important. You know, I think a lot of people have been told that, um, you know, if you went down the aisle and you said a prayer, don't worry about it. You're in. Right. You know, God's exactly. grace is sufficient. Yep. But, you know, the Bible also says, oh, foolish man, faith without works is dead. And it's not that we earn our salvation. It's uh, The works are never the root. They are the fruit. It's the evidence that your relationship is genuine, because you'll want to. You'll be compelled by the Holy Spirit to do the things God told you and called you to do well so that is so good christian it's encouraging (laughs) that we're not the only ones that believe this there are people around that do still believe that yeah yeah well it's whether i believe it or not doesn't change it it's god's word it's his law it is his plan and whether i believe it or not does not change that and so krista what you're sharing with us and i appreciate it so much and i you know i just pray right now that god will help us to to do just that to be sincere to repent and jerry the repentance is not just saying you know lord forgive me that's a part you got to get there you got to get down on your knees and bow the knees of your heart but krista you touched on it it's turning and going a different way. It's that turnaround. It's the 180-degree turn, whereas the things that I did before, I no longer do. Yeah, and, you know, for somebody listening, someone may feel like, how do I even get there? Because, you know, we can end up having a hard heart, too. If we constantly resist the Holy Spirit, we can end up just ignoring God to the point that He allows our heart to harden. That's what the Word says. So if you're listening and you're in this place where your heart feels hard, then really, at the same time, what we, what you can do is pray and ask God to soften your heart. Ask God to, you know... Just that can be your form of repentance. Repent over your stubbornness. Repent over your rebellion. Just ask God to put back within you, uh, you know, a, so- a hunger for His Word, a thirst for righteousness. Help it, you know, because we don't have anything good in us without Him working it 
out through us and in us. You know, it is because of him that we can stand righteous mm-hmm. in Christ. You know, so when it says that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective, it doesn't mean because you're righteous. It means because you can stand in the righteousness of Christ mm-hmm. because of who mm-hmm. you are in him. Mm-hmm. So we can come boldly to the throne, you know, and, and present our requests to the Father. And I love that he says you can come boldly. You can I come with too. confidence. Yes. If you know you belong to him, even if you have messed up, that is why it says his grace is sufficient yes, for you. Because yes. if you'll just turn around, if you'll just turn back, he has not left. You're the one who walked away. And that door you is know? still He's open. Still there. And if yes. we have breath in our lungs, God is so merciful. That's why his mercies are new every morning. You know, and so we just need to come back to the throne and bow our knee and humble ourselves. He says that he will exalt those who humble themselves. Mm. But we, if we're proud in our heart, if we're proud in our mind, if we have all these ambitions that we've put before him, God doesn't work and operate in that. He doesn't. He, we have to just humble ourselves, recognize he is God, he is holy, and be, have some fear before the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and that it's also a fountain of life, and that it's the thing that if we plant his word in our heart, we will, you know, we do it for our purpose so that we will not sin against him. So we've got to be in that word. That's the other thing. And so in this time while we're quarantined, there's really no excuse. So many people have had that as an excuse that, you know, well, I don't have time. You know, I'm so busy. I've got all this, got kids, things, got this. All these idols in our life have been stripped away. Even the idols of religion has been stripped away. The doors are closed to churches, but I I saw a meme that I thought was just really awesome, and it said the church isn't actually closed. The church has been deployed. There you go. And I really wholeheartedly accept that. I believe you know that we, as the body of Christ, the true church, the remnant of his people— have been deployed. It's for such a time as this mm-hmm. that people are hungry to hear his word, and I believe he's going to use this time of shaking within the world to wake people up, because people more than ever now, there's so many that are maybe have been on the fringe of, you know, kind of just lukewarm, or maybe even just not even, maybe thinking about God, but no time for him. And now everybody's thinking, they're really pondering, and they're asking questions, people that weren't really interested before. So God's going to use this in a mighty way, which is how he works with everything he does, all for, you know, our good and his glory. Man, that's good. That's powerful, Krista. You know, one of the things, we've been given warnings, and just as the children of Israel in Egypt, look at how many plagues took place before God sent the death angel. Right. Look across our world today. Look at the rampant fires that just consumed California. Look at the massive amount of earthquakes that have been taking place. Uh, We had floods in this area this year, the beginning of this year, just incredible. I guess there in South Carolina, you guys did too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, we sure did. You know, and, and now then we have this virus issue that's going around, uh, and, and, you know, just take a look at the world scene with, especially here in the United States, with President Trump, who I believe God anointed and put in place for this time. He is God's man. And look at the attacks that have been occurred against him. Right. The hatred, the evil that is absolutely just unleashed on him. Folks, it's a sign. It's a warning. And uh, if we're... You, you touched on it. You said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
Krista, I think that uh, what you're sharing with us is is important, and it's very important that we are scared, that we become scared, that we see these things happening, and it turns and focuses our attention on our relationship with Jesus Christ. Yes, and you didn't mention the plagues. I find it really interesting that there's actually some of the same plagues from uh, Egypt that God uh, shows us in the Word that He'll bring back as final judgment upon the world. You know, Exodus 7.20 says that uh, in Egypt, the waters, the river, the Nile River was turned to blood. Revelation 16.4 says the rivers and the springs became blood in the the end times. Exodus 9.10 says they they caused boils that broke out in sores on man and beast. Revelation Mm -hmm. Mm 16.2 says that a foul and loathsome sore came upon the men. Exodus 9.23 says, The Lord rained hail down on the land of Egypt. Revelation 16.21 says, And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven. And then Exodus 8.6 says, Frogs came up and covered the land of Egypt. Revelation 16.13 and 14 say, Unclean spirits like like frogs came out. Isn't that interesting? That is. You know? (laughs) Mm. Well, we're going to have to get together and have some further conversations. Krista, we appreciate you taking time out with us this morning. Uh, Tell us, or tell our listeners, where they can find a copy of your book, Don't Die in the Pew. The easiest place is Amazon, and so uh, it's online on Amazon and also at Barnes & Noble online. Um, It can be found there as well. So uh, I also have a website um, called Tour of Truth that I blog at, if anybody's uh, interested in um, checking that out. But um, love to chat with you guys again soon. I appreciate the opportunity this morning. Pray God's blessing over both of you. Thank you, and we appreciate the uh, heads up on the Passover live stream event that will be coming up this evening in uh, the the site for that. Again, it's it's on YouTube, and it's Jonathan Kahn's. Uh, Jonathan with, uh, let's see, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N, Khan, C-A-H-N, Jonathan Khan. And that stream starts at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. It will start at 6 o'clock Central Time. What a perfect opportunity to gather your family together and to be an active part of a Passover uh, meal this evening. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity to draw yourself closer to the Lord during this time. Absolutely. Krista, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will post copy of this conversation on uh, online as well. People can pull it up and listen to it at a later time. And we invite you to always stay in touch and join us again in uh, further conversation because things are changing rapidly. Thank you so much. I look forward to it. Thank you, Krista. We've been talking with Arthur Krista Smith and having conversations today that uh, touched on the current today is passover and there is a live stream event coming up this evening and you're able to be a part of that we encourage you to do so and we may even be able to get that on wgyj if so i will post that and let you know online as soon as i can make those arrangements this is WGYJLP in Atmore. This segment of programming is being underwritten by Pepsi Bottling Company in Atmore, distributors of Pepsi products in the southwest Alabama area, including Aquafina bottled water products and coffee products in the southwest Alabama area, all distributed by Pepsi Bottling Company of Atmore.